if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Jessica Donovan here. Thank you for joining me today. I have a very special guest today who is our brand new naturopath here at Natural Super Kids, Sarah Warboys. And this really is an introduction to Sarah. So you can learn more about her as a person and also her as a naturopath. Um, you know, where her passion came from, what her interests are, what her personal approach is as a naturopath, and then a bit of personal information about her family. Um, we, we talk about what she's uh, enjoying about parenting and what she's challenged by when it comes to parenting at the moment. It really is a lovely chat um, with Sarah. And Sarah is uh, an experienced naturopath who combines traditional naturopathic care with evidence-based complementary medicine. As you will hear, she's got a very down-to-earth approach which focuses on achievable, safe and effective treatments that will guide you in finding balance and good health for your whole family. So Sarah's a mum of three and she has a special interest in children's health. With a lot of experience helping families navigate things like allergies, eczema, infections, digestive and mood issues. She's also passionate about women's health and provides practical support for mums struggling with fatigue, 
stress, hormone and thyroid imbalances, just to name a few. She's also a passionate cook and a professional whole food cook. She's got experience making ferments commercially, recipe development, menu planning and tailoring dietary needs. Um, so, yeah, I, I will uh, put it over to Sarah in just a second, but I also just wanted to say that we really put Sarah and the other applicants through the ringer <laughs> um, in terms of the application process for this position uh, as consulting naturopath and supporting our members here at Natural Super Kids because we really wanted to find the right person. And so what we loved about Sarah was one, her extensive experience consulting and two, just her nature. She's warm. She's down to earth. She's empathetic. She's calm. Um, and you will hear that in this interview. So Sarah is now offering consultations here at Natural Super Kids online. And you can head on over to our website, to our book a consultation page to read more about Sarah and to book in an appointment with her. Um, and you will be hearing from Sarah uh, fairly regularly here at Natural Super Kids as well. So I will pop the links to um, our website and the book and appointment page in the show notes of this episode. Um, and I think you'll enjoy this chat with Sarah. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. It's so good to have you here. Thanks, Jess. It's great to be here. So let's get into it. I would, I'm excited to find out a bit more about you as well during this little conversation. So tell us a little bit about, a little bit more about yourself and how you got into naturopathy and really what drew you to this modality? Yeah, look, um, I, I think I got interested um, in health and healthy eating in my late teens. I, I moved to Sydney with my mum when I was 18 and we went, um, we came and stayed with family when we moved to New South Wales. And I remember pulling a book off Nan's bookshelf and it was just a Reader's Digest book, um, but it was had all different about nutrition and just um, healthy eating. And I, from that point, I decided to become vegetarian. And so um, I think I just developed an interest in nutrition from that point on. Um, we'd always, I could cook from an early age. I would often spend weekends cooking. Mum was a great cook. Our family gatherings, you know, it was always around what are we going to eat. Um, and... So I think that my love of cooking and interest in cooking then developed into an interest in nutrition. Um, I actually decided to go to art school first. So I did a few years at art school. And in that time, I had my first share house experiences and we lived in Newtown and we... Um, we shopped organically. We shopped at the local food co-op. We had a beehive. We had chickens. Wow. So from, I think, you know, from that early, and that's how I've continued to sort of eat and 
and live my life, you know, local food um, as much as possible and organic where it's possible. So that's probably where my interest began around nutrition and cooking. And then just one day mum called me up and she said, you know, I heard about this course in Sydney and um, I'm just wondering, are you still interested in naturopathy or would you be interested? And I just remember thinking on the phone, yes, 100% yes. And so I just went and enrolled and was really fortunate to have their support so I could do the course and just remember enrolling and loving it just fell in love mm-hmm. with the potential of um, naturopathy and how how herbal medicine and nutrition can just really transform health and um, keep us well and treat illness. So, yeah. Wow, that's so great. And I always love hearing, you know, people's backstories and and how they were drawn into what they what they're doing today. And it just had so many similarities to my my story. I became interested as, as a teen um and also had a stint where I was vegetarian. I wasn't a very healthy vegetarian. I yeah. think my <laughs> I got a lot of awareness of uh, you know, the the potential nutrient deficiencies. For me, I started fainting a lot in my late teens and it was because my iron level was so low um but yeah lots of similarities um I can um relate to in your story and I love that that sort of um love of cooking and it sounds like your mum was sort of integral in your decision to become a naturopath and your your passion as well yeah she was she and she was my first you know, patient and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so good. All right. So when it comes to naturopathy, obviously, you know, it's quite broad. There's a lot of modalities under under naturopathy. And here at Natural Super Kids, we mainly focus on on nutrition and um, herbal medicine, and of course, you know, lifestyle and environment and that sort of thing. But when it comes to naturopathy in general, do you think there's any myths that need debunking I think it's a really good question um and I was thinking I think that um because I've worked in health food stores as well and um get to to hear like what the current fads are so as soon as there's something in a magazine or on the tv show people are coming in inquiring about that and I think um the myth that needs debunking is that there's not one cure-all, um, not one magic pill or herb or amino acid or something. Um, yeah, and I think that, you know, generally when we're sort of looking at chronic illness, that it's a, a long and slow approach is 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 what actually works in the end. And while you, you know, might feel desperate for something um, magic to happen very quickly, you know, magic does happen, can happen quite quickly when you change some things in your lifestyle and take some appropriate medicines. But generally the one pill fix all approach just doesn't work. 
Yeah, and we're really just mirroring what the pharmaceutical kind of approach is as well, aren't we, when we're when we're doing that. I remember when I used to work in a pharmacy, yeah, and there'd be like a current affair sort of snippet on a particular, you know, like miracle cure for arthritis or whatever. And yeah, the next day there would be so so much kind of um you know, so many people asking about that. So I, I love that. And it really is, as naturopaths, we are looking at the person as a whole. So even when it comes to particular conditions or symptoms, yes, there'll be particular, you know, um, considerations or remedies or minerals or whatever it might be that will be helpful, but it's not necessarily going to be helpful in that particular case, which is why it's so important to have the support of a consulting naturopath as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yes, I love I love that, and I agree that definitely is something that um, you know needs debunking when it comes to to naturopathy. So as I said before, naturopathy is very a broad kind of um, field with lots of modalities. So what's your personal approach as a naturopath, and are there any other modalities that you weave into your work? Yeah. Um. I think, you know, part of what I love about being a naturopath is is being with people and hearing their stories. Um, so I do love, you know, looking for the clues and putting the pieces of the puzzle together, um, what, what makes them tick and um, what's going on underneath the surface that needs addressing. Um, I think I'm pretty grounded and down to earth. Um, I also really love research. So, and especially when, um, you know, research comes out that validates a traditional, you know, medicines, that's a bit of a thrill. Um, I also really love making things easy for people. I, I don't want them to feel more overwhelmed uh, after they see me. I want them to feel less overwhelmed and feel that they've got um got a path and a direction forward um and in terms of modalities i really love traditional chinese medicine and ayurvedic philosophies and i feel like uh well those philosophies in help inform me um around people's constitutions and um, the food philosophies, especially around traditional Chinese medicine, you know, um, blood building foods, you know, for pregnancy and breastfeeding and uh, blood loss and and like the Ayurvedic philosophies, the, the doshas, the different, you know, body types and, you know, you possibly prescribe a, a pitta person who is sort of a bit hot with cooling things and you wouldn't prescribe that for a different um constitution type so I feel like those philosophies help inform my prescriptions yeah that's yeah that's beautiful that's very beautifully said and I think um 
yeah, like we weaving those in. We've got so many different little tools and and things that we can use. And and as when we study as naturopaths, we kind of learn, uh, you know, lots of these different things. Sometimes in little snippets, but then we can go on to do more, you know, research or more training in these particular areas. So it's good, I think, for people to know a bit more about about how you work. And I love that you said, you know, that you love listening to people's stories because we get so many clues as naturopaths, don't we? From little snippets that people share in terms of what, you know, what's happened in history or where they might have lived or what their parents did for a living, those sorts of things. Yeah. And there's often penny dropping moments in the consults. And I think because our consults are longer, there's that time to sort of go back over a little story or just delve in a bit deeper with some more questions around a particular event or time frame. So yeah, lots of inquiry. I love that. Yes. And what I've noticed about you, I mean, we've only been working together very a very short period of time because you've just only joined the team, but you're uh, very thorough, uh, which okay. I think is a really an amazing kind of trait to have as a, as a naturopath, because there are a lot of things that we need to consider. So, um, you know, having that real, real thorough approach and looking at all of the different pieces of information. Um, yeah, it is going to always give us a better result. So yeah, uh, yeah that's something I've, I've noticed. Um, so you're also a mum. Let's move into into a little bit of personal stuff because I think it's great for people to get an insight into you as, you know, a more than just a naturopath. Um, so can you share a little bit about your family and what you enjoy about being a mum? Yeah, well, I've got three kids and ranging from my eldest is 16 and my youngest is almost eight. Um, we live um, on the coast, southern, south coast, New South Wales. We've also got a dog, George, mm-hmm. and three guinea pigs, um, cinnamon, nutmeg and chai. Oh, of course, naturopaths, naturopaths, guinea pigs. <laughs> They're so cute. I find our animals just give us so much joy and comfort to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, you know, have a pretty... Um, we both work, kids go to school, homeschooling one at the moment. Um, yeah. Um, and what I love about being a mum, well, you know, I did, was reflecting last night around that and um, thought of something that my mum and Nan would often say to us and um you know, if they were going through a rough patch or whatever, mum would often say, well, we're lucky to have each other. We have each other. And I think, you know, I always felt very loved and nurtured. And I think one of the things I love about being being a mum is being able to pass that on to my kids. Um, And yeah, I guess um, it really is an honour and a privilege to care um, for three humans and um, it's a big responsibility and sometimes that feels overwhelming um, but it's also, yeah, it's an honour and 
you know, there's moments watching them grow and talk about their passions and observations of the world. And I think they're some of my favourite moments, those snippets of seeing how they're growing and what's going on in their world. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that uh, is really true, you know, in as kids get a bit older, because when they're re- when they're little, it's all about kind of you know that that sort of day to day care of them, isn't it? But as they get older, you can kind of share the world with them a bit more and their personalities and interests and um, quirks and things really develop, don't they? Um, yeah, I know I've found that as my kids have, have gotten a bit older. You can have sort of, you know, deeper conversations with them if yeah. you catch them at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> when they're ready. <laughs> exactly, when they're ready, exactly. Um, but just what you said about, you know, at least we've got each other, I think that is so timely because I'm sure uh, when people are listening to this, you know, there are going to be a lot of people that are that are in lockdown and, you know, you're they're at home with their families and I think that's a really beautiful message for how the world is at the moment like at least we've got each other yeah Um, yeah yeah, that's that's really lovely and I know that's such a huge question (laughs) Um, and some days it can be hard to remember what you enjoy about being a mum on those harder days (laughs) and so what about challenges like what are you finding challenging as as a parent at the moment Yeah, look, um, I think, you know, that's definitely comes and goes in waves. And some days, like um, a big challenge or, you know, sometimes the little things are challenging, the the constant cleaning up after everyone or the picking up the rubbish that they've left on the couch, Um, you know, and but then... um, the bigger challenges can just um, just really throw me. Like probably the the um, as the kids get older, um, like you were just saying, you know, the day to day things when they're smaller, it's about the routine and getting them fed and activity. And then as they get older, um, the emotional care it feels bigger and. Um, feels a big responsibility to make sure that I'm doing it well, I guess. Um, and riding riding those waves with the kids, I, I think that's probably the most challenging thing for me. And, and just like because when you're in it, when you're in a big wave, you don't feel like it's going to pass. Well, me, I don't feel like it's going to pass. And, you know, I often have this sense of like, oh, why is it always like this? But the reality is, is that it's not. It's not always like this and it will pass. And and to ride those waves with some kind of remembering of that, that's, you know, my reminder to myself and sometimes I remember and sometimes I don't um, <laughs> that it's going to pass. But, yeah, um, yeah. does that, did that come out right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it, it makes very, like, it makes a lot of sense. And I agree that that emotional 
you know, the emotional needs of kids feel bigger as they get bigger. Um, and yeah, in the teenage or the tween age and teenage years, uh, that can be really big to kind of manage and managing all the different moods in the house. I mean, I've only got two children, but some days I think, especially when we're all home together, you know, the four, four of us, um, and this was especially apparent when we were traveling around Australia in a little camper, like, you know, most days one person was in a a bit of a down mood. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, trying to, trying to juggle and balance all of, all of those needs, isn't it? Can be really tricky. Pete and I um, would have often joked that, you know, like we're effectively in a five person share house, but we're doing all the work and all the cooking and all the cleaning and sometimes that just doesn't feel very balanced. Yeah, the kids are the the lazy housemates, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and I re- I relate to that as well because I lived in quite a few share houses when I was younger and there'd always be the one or two people in the share houses that weren't pulling the weight, that weren't <laughs> cleaning the bathroom when it was their time. And yeah, kids really are like those lazy housemates. Oh, I've never thought of it like that. <laughs> um, all right. So thank you for sharing, you know, a bit of that, that personal insight. Um, so let uh, just lastly, I would love to ask you, and this is a big question as well, what would be your top maybe three naturopathic tips for parents to keep their kids healthy? I mean, there's so many things that that we can be doing and changing and it can feel really overwhelming. So yeah, I'd love to dive into to your sort of top three. Yeah. Well, I hope this isn't too controversial. Um, but the first one is I'd say is ditched ditch the uh, processed cereal. Oh, um, yes. I know it's really important um, to have breakfast and sometimes, you know, you don't have time to cook every morning and cereal's quite an easy stopgap. But I just feel, you know, like things like rice bubbles or Nutrigrain or those sorts of things just really don't have enough sustenance um, to get you even through to morning tea properly, you know, not enough protein, lots of sugar, and I just feel like it sets the day up for more hunger, more cravings, less stable energy. Um, And lately, um, I mean, we've, you know, we've had cereal at home. Often when Pete does the shopping with Daisy, a box of rice bubbles will come home. Um, That sounds familiar in my house too. (laughs) Good old dads. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And um so but lately what I've been doing because she's she's actually been having a bit of on and off tummy pain for a while and I'm like okay we need to get on top of this and so we've been having um french toast with um wholemeal bread and a bit of strawberries. Um you know that's got an egg in it. Yeah, you're getting a protein. Kids are happy because it's a it's a yummy breakfast too. Yeah, and it's actually pretty easy to knock up. Yeah, um, or a smoothie, and then you can always add extra bits and pieces to the smoothie. You know, a little bit of linseed oil or or linseeds, um, strawberries, raspberries, a little bit of honey, and any you know sorts of milk that you that you have Um, that's what we've been doing here and yeah it's going well which is good 
Yes, I love that. And that is a really specific, practical, simple. I know for a lot of families, it can feel overwhelming. Like, you know, how do I get rid of that box break for cereal? But yeah, like you said, coming up with an alternative that is a healthier option and the kids are happy with like French toast that really doesn't take a lot of time. You just got to sort of, you know, whip up some eggs and dip the bread in and yeah, fry it for a couple of minutes. It really doesn't take a lot of time. So I love that one. Yeah. 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 Um, and so another one um, I've got is sleep. So just, um, I know sleep is, especially in the early years, can be quite tricky, a lot of, you know, bed swapping. That's what happened in our house. Yeah. Um, a lot of parents talk about that, you know, changing beds in the night. Um, but just um, but as a start, having that that sort of regular routine and, and if you're out of a routine, it can take a little while, but, but you know, kids do respond to routines and, baths, books, showers, just that down, unwind time um, before bed. And and then, you know, there's other things you can do um, uh, like, you know, some magnesium if they're sort of struggling to unwind. Um, and then like looking at dietary habits as well during the day. Um, yeah, herbs can be, you know, some that might help some people but everybody's happier when they've slept well aren't they I think yeah and I think it's like it's a basic foundational one but so super important because lack of sleep affects everything doesn't it I mean it, it, mood, yeah. how they socialize how we socialize their appetite what they want to eat yeah yeah coping mechanisms and I love this because you know I think when kids are littler it, it, most parents are in a good routine with putting their kids to bed. But as kids get a bit older, it can sort of be for like it, it can go out the window, that sort of bedtime routine. And lots of kids are, you know, on screens until the very moment they go to, they're, they're trying to go to sleep. And then it's like, well, why can't they go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've had all of this, yeah, stimulation. So even just something as simple as a shower, a bit of, you know, turning the TV off before bed or at least like little screens off before bed and having a bit of family connection time, whatever that routine might look like in your um, house. But yeah, sleep, sleep's a big one. And I think uh, it's overlooked, like, even though it's a basic foundational uh, need, it, it can be overlooked and, and can negatively affect so many uh, aspects of our well-being and our, our kids' well-being. So yeah, love that one too. And what, what's your number three? Um, so this one is just about being with your kids. So having, it doesn't have to be very long, but just a moment. And, um, if you are at home with them when they get home from school, um, you know, I've done it, been on my phone and, um, just, I guess, um, making an effort to be present, um, to say hi, how was your day, put your device away. Um, sometimes I just really love sitting on the couch and watching a movie with them and um, they just snuggle in and it's just a, it's also a nice way to connect. Like I mean, you don't always have to talk or 
have a connection that way. Um, you can do it in other ways. Um, just have them in the kitchen um, with you while you're cooking. Um, yeah, just give them some moments in the day when you're really present with them. Yes, and I think that being present is the the key, isn't it? Because we can be multitasking and doing so many different things. Um, and yeah, like so, so just really focusing on that presence when you do have time with with the kids and making that a priority as well. Again, as they get older, you know, they get busier. They don't necessarily seek you out as much. So you have to be more kind of proactive um, in that, don't you? Yeah, 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 that's right. And I think especially it is tricky, I notice in myself when I'm feeling stressed or have a lot of things on my mind that it's harder to make myself have that time and just to be present. But, um, yeah, I just have to force myself, put my phone away or just stop stop whatever it is I'm doing yeah yeah and it's putting the devices away they're so distracting aren't they um it reminds me of that something just came back to me and this was a while ago that I read this but it was I think it was a blog post or something and it was a lady talking about make sure your you know your eyes light up when you're when your kids are are coming to you for the first time, whether it's when they're waking up in the morning or whether they're coming home from school because sometimes it's like Oh no, they're home. I've got to get. I've got to finish this. I've got to finish this work. Or oh no, they're up. I've got to. And so they feel that. You know, if they're coming into a room and it's like we're disappointed to see them, which, you know, we we just want to kind of get something finished before. Yeah, and that just when when I am present and I'm mindful, I always make sure. You know, I work from home, so I've got an office, and my daughter will come home from school and she'll walk in, and I always just make sure I turn right around from my computer and you know embrace her and um yeah I've got that that um I'm mindful of of making her feel like I'm I'm happy to see her which I am but that you know really making that obvious for kids I think is important yeah absolutely yeah yeah oh they're beautiful so um yeah ditching just to just to summarize those three tips ditching the the process cereal um making sure your kids are getting that good quality sleep and enough sleep and that connection uh, with our kids and our family. So important. And again, um, you know, so easy to kind of let let slide as we get busier, um, but really important for our kids' mental and emotional well-being to make sure that they're feeling, you know, uh, connected to us. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, it's been lovely having a chat with you and Sarah will be coming onto the podcast um, again. Uh, and so we've we've got some, um, you know, other, other topics and things that we will definitely be addressing. But I think that was a really good intro to you both personally and professionally. Um, and yeah, you can go over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com. Uh, on the book and appointment page, you can you can find out more about Sarah and how to book an appointment um, with Sarah. She has been thrown in the deep end here at Natural Super Kids with lots of, <laughs> lots of bookings immediately. Um, so thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah, and sharing sharing a piece of you with us. Yeah, thank you. It was great. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kids' Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.